0: To its surprise, the bullet sailed out of the gun my mother clutched unsteadily in both hands, and a moment later, the big man's yellow hard hat leapt from his thick head into the air. When the hard hat had reached the exact height of the roof of faggot's hardware, it stopped. Its dull curve had been ruptured by a singed bullet hole just an inch from a jagged black insignia. It remained suspended far above our heads, and above the body of the big man who had slammed heavily to the sidewalk like a piano falling ten floors. We gazed up at the hard hat, then down at the man, then back up at the hard hat. From behind the plate glass window of the hardware store, a stubby guy with a withered left arm and bushy black eyebrows gazed with us. A pencil poked out from behind his ear. I wondered if he was the same guy with a pencil behind his ear from when I was a kid. My mother slowly lowered her hands, chewing on her bottom lip, as if she were thinking really hard. Then she carefully placed the gun in the paper Dominion grocery bag by her feet, among the cartons of milk, the bananas, the celery, the corn flakes, the little boxes of powdered jello, the packet of dry farfel, the length of Chicago 59 salami, and the kosher steaks wrapped in leaking brown paper. We had Worcestershire sauce in the fridge at home. I glanced at my big brother, Jake. He was squinting quietly in thought. His hand rested lightly on my shoulder. More people, some of them our neighbors, began to emerge from the shops to see what had happened. Toots Rosen, Marky Adler, Frida Laba the father from the Nevsky's. Wallace, was it? Walter? They stepped out of the shoe store, the cigar store, the liquor control board of Ontario, and the bank. They stepped out of the red ruby Chinese restaurant. Across the street, in the park with the slides, the teeter-totter, and the incredible rocket ship monkey bars, a few kids had run right up to the frost fence. Their noses poked through. Their hands were like claws on the crisscrossed metal. On the sidewalk, the man neither spoke nor twitched. The shadow of a breeze rippled his thinning hair. His eyes were gently shut, a trickle of black blood leaking neatly from his blue temple. He lay motionless there, in front of the hardware store in Bathurst Manor Plaza, dreaming of a white, white world.